What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Why I Network. We interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have Miss Nicole Ben with us. Now, when Nicole was in the ninth grade, she decided that she wanted to study interior design in college, which would require her to submit a fine arts portfolio along with her college application. The only thing was that she was terrible at fine arts, but she was determined to make her dream a reality. She enrolled in every art class, attended a summer college program for high school students, and after much determination and practice, earned her BFA in interior design from Syracuse University. From there, she earned an MA in design management from Savannah College of Art and Design. Now, she does admit that the workforce hasn't been easy as she's hit many barriers trying to advance in a career as a WOC in a field where not many people look like her. But she's happy to say at age 29, she works in a leading role at a top interior design manufacturer and has a lot to share with us today. Nicole, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. Now, Nicole, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. I'm working from home, just put my son down for a nap. So I'm excited to share with you during this time. We're both blessed. Now now that your son's uh, taking a nap, not making any noise, we're both blessed today. So, Nicole, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive right in, man. So why did you become an interior designer? So... I used to have like an obsession with HGTV. That's where probably where it started. Mm -hmm. I I was just obsessed with all the home makeover shows. Um, I don't even remember what the popular ones were Mm -hmm. during that time. But yeah, I just became obsessed with it. And then I realized, then I think I started Googling and realizing that, oh, people do this as like a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of seemed creative and fun. Um, and as I started taking more classes in high school, um, I just became more and more in love with it um, and realized that there was more to it than just like home makeovers and the whole industry out there uh, that I wanted to learn about. So. OK, so how long did the process take you? Like how, about how old were you? You said um, in the ninth grade you really decided to be it. So like what really what was the what was the process of all that? I mean, you, there was a long story of, you know. You, you're going through the whole mix of, you know, trying to take an extra course here and an extra course there. So, like, how, what was the process like for you? Yeah, so I guess for me, it was first figuring out, okay, I want to be an interior designer. What does that require? So I looked up the requirements of the career. So mm-hmm. for an interior designer, and especially in the commercial interior design, so that's, like, everything except residential, healthcare, hospitality, um, corporate offices, everything like that, there is an overarching organization Mm -hmm. um, that you have to get licensed through, and the license is called NCIDQ. And then that, I knew that NCIDQ, you need to have a bachelor's in fine arts or bachelor's of arts or whatever in interior design from an accredited university. So I guess I looked at my far end goal, even though I was just a teenager, and kind of worked backwards um, to see where I needed to, the path that I needed to go and the requirements that I needed to check off and mm-hmm. to um, where I wanted to be. Okay, okay, okay. So 
I mean, you were you mentioned that um, you okay. So in in your bio for for no no not even in your bio. You you mentioned just before in the interview that um, you watch a lot of HGTV. So mm-hmm. I, I'm asking, what are some other childhood hobbies and habits that you think you may may have matriculated into who you are today? Um, let me see. I, I guess habits one watching TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, it sounds silly, but I have gotten a lot of my inspiration for what I want to accomplish in my life from watching TV. Mm-hmm. I don't come from like a super wealthy family um, and definitely not a family that has gone past a high school education. Mm-hmm. So one habit is definitely watching TV and or movies mm-hmm. to gain inspiration for my life. Um, and two, um, I was, I guess I put myself into a lot of the arts. Um, I've always been a dancer from the time I was really little, but mm-hmm. becoming an interior designer required me to to look into like visual arts. Okay. So um, I started taking a lot of drawing classes, a lot of painting classes, even photography classes to um, master that and to become a lot better at it, um, I guess, okay. in order to, to move forward. Okay, okay. So, I mean, what what is an average day like for an interior designer? Uh, well, for me, my role now is a little bit um, untraditional. So mm-hmm. I work for a interior design product manufacturer. So I initially wanted to become an interior designer where I was like working at a design firm, mm-hmm. um, working on like a few projects, whatever mm-hmm. type of project was throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my role, I'm kind of like the middleman between an interior designer that worked at a design firm mm-hmm. and the final project. Okay. So um, a, a typical day for me would look like actually like moving around to a lot of different design firms mm-hmm. with designers about their projects that they're working on. Mm-hmm. They're telling me their vision and then I have to figure out, okay, budget, timeline and manufacturing capabilities, how to make it all happen, mm-hmm. get everything to the contractor's hands in order okay. to go from like literally a drawing on a piece of paper till the real thing. Okay. So yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I didn't even know that there was like a whole uh, network or even like a uh, what do you what do you call it? A uh, I forgot what you call it, but uh, whatever, a process like a, you know, a line to, you know, for the process of uh, interior design. So that's pretty interesting. So, I mean, what do you enjoy most about being an interior designer? Um, I would say one, the 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 process, like you said, that is literally going from an idea in your head or figuring out like um, maybe other people's ideas. So it might be like a client where Mm -hmm. they have a vision for what they want. Literally going from a thought, Mm. putting something on paper um, and then also sourcing materials and then figuring out the whole thing in terms of this network of everybody that has to bring it together to bring it to fruition. And I think the most rewarding thing too is after doing all that hard work, um, seeing the final product. So mm. that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you know, I hate when this happens, but the word I was looking for was infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. I hate when that happens. I hate when I forget a word. Anyway, uh, so what do you enjoy the, the least? Uh, sometimes the clients can be not so pleasant. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, technically, they're, I mean, usually they're spending a lot of money. So 
if something yeah. goes wrong and they're not pleasant, it's, it's understandable. Um, but sometimes they're just like, you know, not the nicest people to deal with. And I'd probably say that's probably the least favorite. Um, but I would say it's a small percentage of people that make it unpleasant, you know, to work with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we were talking a lot about, um, about how you started, you, you decided that you wanted to do this in ninth grade. Um, and you took the, you know, the proper actions in order to get to where you are today. Um, so it was all calculated, but what I really want to know is, did grades in school matter for your success in your career? Um, somewhat, yes, I would say, because uh, for me, it's like I had to create artwork, right, mm -hmm. that was good enough to submit with my college applications, but mm -hmm. that artwork was also graded so it's mm -hmm. like if i was getting like really bad grades on my artwork i wasn't creating um good enough artwork to submit with my college applications okay so um in terms of like art classes it definitely was super super important mm -hmm. um i'm sure all the other classes were important too but i think for college applications especially programs that i was applying to mm -hmm. Uh, grades and then also my portfolio together was definitely super important. Okay. Um. Now, now if I'm applying to jobs, like people don't care about my grades and what that stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but to get to one uh, point in time, it certainly was important. It's a, it's a, it's a stepping stone that I guess is required for you, for your industry. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so. We're, we're, we're coming down to the to the meat and potatoes of the or meat and gravy or whatever they call it. I don't know the, the whatever, but we're, <laughs> we're coming down to, to one of my favorites right here. So they say that everybody is born with a purpose. Mm -hmm. What do you feel that your impact or your purpose is not even it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, inside of work or it could be outside of work. You know, Oprah once said that uh, your purpose could be being a mother to your children. That's totally fine, too. But what do you feel like your purpose is? What do you feel like you were put here for? Far here for. So we could talk for like hours about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in one sentence, I guess, I think my purpose is to use um, my knowledge and my expertise of like design and mm -hmm. also creative thinking, because that's really tied into um the design process and how I think about innovation and business. Mm -hmm. um, so, sorry, I'm rambling. That wasn't one sentence, but <laughs> no, please keep going. Please keep going. No, get get off what you're trying to say. To use like design, creative thinking, and innovation to help other um, women of color, mm -hmm. uh, women entrepreneurs, to help their product-based businesses flourish. Mm. So I came all this way. Um, to go through that journey of like getting my um, college applications together and my art portfolio together um, to think I wanted to become an interior designer to now like work with a product manufacturer in the interior design field to now have a better understanding of that field and also like positioning products and mm -hmm. growth sales. Mm -hmm. So now I want to use all of that combined to um, help other women of color and women entrepreneurs uh, grow their products based business. 
Mm. I believe my purpose is. Okay. And it took no. me bits and pieces to get all that together now. <laughs> I know. I look, I definitely respect it because a lot of people, um, and, and including me, um, purposes their their impact or their purpose has everything to do with um helping out the person helping out the people who they like you you've heard the quote um when you grow up be the person who you who you needed when you were younger mm-hmm. and i feel like that's exactly what you're you're uh, going for right now you're, you're trying to be the person who you needed when you were younger and i really respect that really do so let's go ahead and wrap things up it's the final question it's been an excellent interview now if there is one piece of advice, just one that you could give to my audience or anybody out there who's looking to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? Um, stay focused and keep going. And it's like whatever your end goal is in the industry, um, work backwards from that end goal to figure out what you need to do and also be flexible for other opportunities that may arise because it might not look like what you envisioned um, and it might turn out to be better so it it usually turns out to be better yeah yeah, honestly that was a that was something excellent to leave my audience with and i really 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 enjoyed uh what you shared with us today now is there any type of way that my audience can contact you like social media website you got anything that um they can reach out to you on you can promote something anything yeah, so um, you can find me at my website, NicolaShea.com, mm-hmm. or on Twitter or Instagram, at NicolaShea, and so that's N-I-C-O-L-E-L-A-S-H-A-E. Um, and yeah, you can contact me through either of those things. And everything's going to be in the LinkedIn des- description below, guys, so go ahead and uh, click and she is down to share with anybody. She's very, very passionate about her career and Again, a very excellent interview today. Now, folks, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, and you are truly blessed if you find your calling. And I hope, and I really do hope, that me and Nicole helped you find it here today. And that is a wrap. Wait, before you go, make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YI Network for weekly Big 3 takeaways. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn at YI Network. And if you or somebody else you know loves their job and would love to share on the podcast, email me at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Have a good day, guys.